This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi again, everyone. This is Vince Catronio with part of our Community Spotlight. Every Wednesday on A's Cast, we provide you with an opportunity to hear the stories inside our community and inside our clubhouse of those that are making a difference. In the month of May, we've already visited with Mylessa Lowry. She's the wife of the A's second baseman, Jed Lowry. They're talking about Jed's Jedi Warriors as they brought that foundation back to the Bay Area yet again. And also we hear for a second time, we heard from her last year, and certainly things are much different in 2021. Maria Alderetti from Community Kitchens, her and her husband, Rick own Luca's Tap Room and Lounge in Oakland, talking about their great opportunity to keep restaurants alive and feed the unhoused. So Community Spotlight with Mylessa Lowry and also with Maria Alderetti as we do it every Wednesday on AceCast. It is time once again for our Community Spotlight, and once again, we're happy to be joined by Mylessa Lowry, the wife of Jed. They're back in town, which is great news for the A's on the field, and even better news off the field. Last night, March 4th, and may the 4th be with you, an opportunity for Jed and also for Mylessa to get things started again with their community involvement. It seemed like a perfect time to have their first event with the athletics. I guess I should say may the 4th be with you, even though I guess it will be yesterday. <laughs> that was Star Wars Day. That was sort of the idea behind trying to get something on the calendar for May the 4th. Now we're hoping to highlight some of the incredible work that a lot of Oakland charities are doing, especially around the COVID response. So on May the 4th, we um, donated $8 for every ticket alongside the A's Community Fund to donate to Community Kitchens. And Community Kitchens is this incredible organization that Maria Aldrete from Luca's Tap Room started to um, kind of meet two needs. One was this incredible need for restaurants in the wake of the stay-at-home orders to keep employees and to pay their rents and also the need you know, increasing under COVID constraints in the community for food and the food insecurity. Homeless and, you know, the unhoused neighbors, as well as locked in seniors and so many different folks who were really struggling with food insecurity, particularly right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then on the other side, you've got restaurants that are losing their business just overnight. And so the community kitchens really kind of almost turned restaurants into nonprofits where they were using donations to fund kind of low cost meals that they were then use, getting out into the community through partner organizations that would take them to homeless encampments or just a variety of organizations that would get the food out to those in need while allowing restaurants to stay open, pay their bills. It just felt good to support restaurants and do something about the food insecurity. As Jed and Mylessa have come back to uh, the Bay Area, one place they found that really struck a chord with them was Community Kitchens. It's an organization that is based in Oakland. Restaurants are getting involved helping those that are unhoused helping those with food insecurity it meant a whole lot for Jed and Mylessa to participate with this great group. They are just dynamic folks doing great things in the community. They started a restaurant 16 years ago and then quickly now find themselves in a situation where they're inspired to 
um, they've always helped their community, but you know they're they're figuring it out as they go. The nonprofit side of of the world, the world they've they've launched a nonprofit, and now you know I think there's elements of of advocacy work that is budding there, where there's a sustainable longer term solution that they're seeking. And so I think we just their story really resonated with us. It was so authentic. These are people who are trying to find solutions. We love food. We love restaurants. We love. We know that Oakland has an incredibly dynamic. Um, restaurant scene and and it's so unique and it's just such a shame to see so many restaurants you know have struggled over this past year um, and then you know on the other side of it you're seeing you know the need in the community so finding people that can bridge which is I think they're really bridgers um, is is somebody we want to you know partner with incidentally you can go to ckoakland.org they've got a, a GoFundMe page there an opportunity for you to contribute to the community kitchens and help them continue they're great work. Jedi Warriors has been around since Jed and Mylesa were here the first time back in the uh, mid-2000s. And they talk about their community involvement, the history of why it is so important to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, so Jedi Warriors, we launched um, in Oakland the first time Jed was with the A's. I think it was 2014. And the first time was the um, we brought out veterans and um, did in-game experiences, you know, batting practice, a meet and greet with Jed. Um, you know, of course, tickets to the game and concessions and things, but really tried to make it a fun game day experience for people who were serving um, or who had served. And um, and it also it morphed the next time Jed was here in, you know, the 16, 17, 18 era. We did more um, the children of, um, of veterans or, you know, who were either wounded or currently deployed. So active military, uh, the kids. Um, who, you know, are living, it's hard, you know, I think about my kids and getting them to sports and all these different things. And, um, and these were kids who this organization would kind of help them with a lot of the, you know, realities that happen when you've got kind of a single parent at home. And so we got those kids out to games. And, um, and so yeah, we're missing doing the in person games, I always bring my kids out and we meet um, the folks that are, um, are our guests that day. And so this is different, you know, we won't have that in game experience, but I think it gives us the opportunity to uh, do more of these events and get to know kind of more of the organizations in Oakland um, that are working tirelessly to, um, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to say like in the wake of the pandemic or the tail end, you don't really know. I mean, I think the needs are ongoing and, and there's going to be a, a long-term effort here. So um, I'm enjoying getting to know what people in the community are doing. And certainly for the Lowry's, their relationship with the Bay Area goes well before Jed became a professional athlete. Signing with the Boston Red Sox, it goes back to the college days where he and Mylesa met, and that means an awful lot for them to call the Bay Area a very special place for them. Our story starts, you know, in the Bay Area. Jed and I met in college at Stanford, and um, I think we have always felt at home here. We've always felt um, like this is a place that we connect, and um, we have... Um, that that's only kind of grown each time that he's come here. I don't know. Life is good in the green and gold. And, um, and I think it's helped that each of the times he's been here, there's been a great group of guys, an awesome clubhouse. The families have been so wonderful and welcoming. They've, you know, gone to the playoffs a lot of times. It's just been a really fun ride every time that we've been here. It's been, um, kind of all the high notes, you know, in so many ways. And so, um, uh, yeah, I guess, it's just a vibrant community. Um, we've met a lot of people that are kind of our forever, forever people here. 
It is time once again for another Community Spotlight. Last year, we visited with Maria Alderetti, who owns Luca's Tap Room and Lounge with her husband, Rick, at the beginning of the pandemic and trying to help out those that are food insecure in our community. They continue to put this together. Community Kitchens is growing, and as we visit with Maria, she gives us a, an update on where they were at the beginning and where they've gotten to to this point in 2021. I wanted to thank you and the Oakland Athletics for supporting Community Kitchens from the very beginning. Um, since uh, we spoke, Community Kitchens has provided over 40,000 meals to our unhoused community in Oakland. For those who don't know, Community Kitchens is a network of Oakland restaurants and chefs that are feeding Oakland's unhoused by partnering with existing Oakland community groups to deliver our meals to those who need it most. So we are all in Oakland and deeply rooted in our community. And our mission is pretty simple to ensure everyone eats in Oakland. Community Kitchens, as you mentioned, was born out of the pandemic, uh, providing not only food to feed our unhoused community, but also being a lifeline for local restaurants and supporting local jobs while lockdowns impacted our local businesses. So in the last year, we've been able to really provide triple benefits for Oakland, not only feeding people, but supporting restaurants and supporting jobs. As many of us know, the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry has been hit extremely hard during the pandemic and moving forward. Now, there have been some signs of things improving and getting a, a step closer toward normalcy, but keeping those businesses alive through community kitchens, that's something that was very important to Maria and Rick in their venture here with Community Kitchens. That is really the why we started Community Kitchens, because restaurants are, as you say, really at the intersection of community and kitchens. Um, Luca's, we opened Luca's a little over 16 years ago, and the corner of West Grand and Broadway was very different back in the day. And so we knew how one restaurant could change the face of a neighborhood. And that's why it was so important to us during this pandemic to support local restaurants um, and not just um, restaurants in our, in our little area, but restaurants in deep East Oakland. We have restaurants in Fruitvale. We have restaurants in Clinton Park and Chinatown. And what our goal was to seed each of these neighborhoods to make sure that our restaurant partners we're able to get through the pandemic uh, by providing them with income supporting our meal program. Anyone can visit their website, ckoakland.org. It gives you all the information on the restaurants that are participating. It also gives you an opportunity to donate yourself. And uh, the question, of course, would come if you're going to make a donation, where do those dollars go? What do the dollars mean for community kitchens? And Maria breaks it down for us very simply on what those dollars can do for those that are less fortunate than us. Community Kitchens has been kind of a bare bones uh, organization that, you know, I volunteer all my time through the last year to run. Almost 100% of the money that is fundraised goes straight into meal procurement. I think uh, last year I spent maybe $900 on bank fees and state filing fees. But of the half million that we've raised, it's all gone directly into our meal procurement. And what does that mean? We pay our restaurants $10 per meal, and we ask our restaurants to provide the same meals that they provide their own customers. 
So our restaurants are committed in the sense that they are offering these meals at a deeply discounted rate to us, but it also supports our model, which is food with dignity. We want to provide the same meals that our customers get. Every $10 buys a meal for someone who needs a meal. And it's that simple. Now, this began initially because of the pandemic. Now, for Maria and Rick, they want this to be sustainable, something that will continue for years going forward. Because while the pandemic may slowly disappear, food insecurity is something that has been with us before the pandemic and certainly will be with us well after the pandemic is gone. So a sustainability model and how does that work and how can you participate in that? Maria gives you the information on that as well. Food insecurity has always been there and will continue to be a challenge post-pandemic. In fact, I've, I've heard some calculations that, you know, our unhoused population could grow by 60%. You know, I know that the Alameda County Food Bank, you know, expects there to be long-term impacts on food insecurity taking, you know, lasting over a decade. And that's why right now we want to build on the momentum that brought all of us together to continue to be a part of the solution to address food insecurity in Oakland. We feel that it's pivot, it's critical that we must all pivot to be a part of a sustainable solution. So while it's a privilege for us as restaurants to serve our customers, it's also a privilege to be able to dine out. So this year we strive to build a model that puts a small surcharge on that privilege so that everyone can eat with dignity. So what does that mean? That means when you dine out and get your bill, say that bill is $100, there'll be a $1 surcharge to fund community meals through our program. And we feel that as diners, as restaurateurs, as community partners, we all need to be a part of the solution. And our, our surcharge model will enable us to provide reliable meal sources to our community partners, which has been a challenge for them for decades. Maria Aldretti from Community Kitchens, and you can see more of their quest at ckoakland.org. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 